the Shameless Picture Show podcast. Um, I'm recording from home today, so I'm using my old setup, so apologies in advance if the sound quality is not up to the standards that you've come to expect from us. Um, I won't know till editing exactly how it sounds. Um, you'll notice that my wonderful co-host Michael Byers is not with today, um, and that's because I didn't invite him. Yeah, so there's that. Um, it, actually, we um, we recorded our next episode, which will be on um, the the classic Rocky, which was on my shame list. Um, but because our release day fell on Thanksgiving, we chose to push that off a week. And instead, um, you get this little bonus episode. Um, again, off schedule, but it's uh, a little way of giving you a little extra content because of the schedule shift. This uh, episode is one that I've wanted to do for a little while now. And um, I there, there were many episodes in the last couple months where uh, Michael had to scramble to kind of put something together because... Uh, my family and I had various, non-serious, but but we got hit with illness after illness. Um, I've been sick like three times in the last three months, most recently with strep throat, which was not fun. Um, but, and then just, you know, the normal myriad of cleaning up after the messes that children make when they're sick, while at the same time trying to manage your own illness. Um, it, it has been a... Interesting couple months, but it got me thinking about uh, uh, being being home. It's being at home, sick, off work, off school, whatever it is that that how sacred that time is to me and to many of us. Um, it though it sucks in the moment. I kind of look back fondly on uh, those times when I was young, and, you know, it's, being away from school is always exciting. Um, so even if you're throwing up, it's a win. <laughs> um, and since you don't have energy to play um, or, you know, do anything but lay on the couch and try and hold something down, you end up sitting, you know, I'm, for me, we would lay out an old sheet on the couch, which already made it kind of uh, luxurious in a weird way. Um, you know, a blanket on the couch in your jammies with some soup nearby, and it was so comforting. So that even if you're you're ill, you're you're in this very warm, fuzzy cocoon of happiness, uh, and you sit there and you watch movies or you watch TV. And so the movies that you watch when you're sick become a part of that experience. And though, you know, recently when I was sick, I didn't spend it uh, healing. I spent it taking care of my kids who were also sick. Um, I kind of started a list in my head of the movies that I like to watch when I'm sick or the ones that... Uh, that I think fondly on in, in that context. So that's what I'm sharing with you today, is my list 
of sick day movies. So that the next time you're sick, if you're not just Netflixing and chilling, I'm not sure the proper way to put that in the future tense, Netflix and chilling, Netflixing to chill, yeah, however you would word it, um, you have some, some fun suggestions. Um, some of these actually incorporate this concept into the narrative. I'd say uh, half of them, half of, I've, I put together a list of six, and half of them share some element of being away from your normal day-to-day -day life um, bec because of illness or something similar. Um, what was I was I was heading somewhere and I completely lost my train of thought. Um, anyway, so I guess I will just jump right into it. Um, the The first one is the one that immediately jumped into my head when I came up with this concept um, because it's right there in the title and the entire film is about taking a sick day. And that is, of course, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Takes place in the great city of Chicago, which I spent many years of my life living around. I'm not a Chicago boy. I never lived in Chicago proper, but uh, much of my life I lived in the suburbs of Chicago. So it's, it's part of my identity. Um, and and <laughs> I love the, the contrast between... Cameron, who is taking this fake sick day, even though he's sick from, you know, it's um, psychosomatic, but, but he doesn't feel good the whole time. And then Ferris, who is taking his sick day even though he feels great. Hello? Cameron, babe, what's happening? Very little. How do you feel? Shredded. Is your mother in the room? She's in Decatur. Unfortunately, she's not staying. Where are you? I'm taking the day off. Now get dressed and come on over. You can't stupid. I'm sick. That's all in your head. Come on over. I feel like complete shit, Ferris. I can't go anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. Now come on over here and pick me up. can't think of anything good to do. If anybody needs a day off, it's Cameron. He has a lot of things to sort out before he graduates. Can't be wound up this tight and go to college. His roommate will kill him. When Cameron was in Egypt's land Let my Cameron go Bouncing back to the school and all of his... his uh, other the other students' reactions to Ferris being sick reminds you throughout the entire throughout their adventure away from school that they are in fact away from school. So it, it's this constant reminder that you are that they're taking a sick day, um, which is what makes it perfect for this list. Every time they jump back to somebody 
holding, you know, collecting money to save Ferris, be, uh, which, uh, if you are at all into ska bands and haven't heard Save Ferris, the, 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 the pop culture reference alone means you should check them out, but a uh, band that I enjoyed in high school and college. Anyway, uh, when they, when they jump back, it, it's, it reminds you as somebody at home watching being sick that, oh yeah, my normal life is just there, you know, on, on the other side of all this. It's so funny and so irreverent that, um, I know what I was going to do before. All right. Um, I, I just caught my other post-it here. I, I wanted to talk about, because it, it plays in here, what makes a good sick day movie, right? You, I mean, it's just me talking about a random list of movies if I don't define what it is that makes these movies fall into this category. Um, I, I came up with three points that identify what makes a movie a good sick day movie. One is um, that it's familiar, right? Uh, that, that it evokes nostalgia. You, when you're sick, it's not necessarily the best time to crack into something new because your attention isn't there. You want something that if you take a 15-minute nap, you can walk, wake up again and like jump right back into it without worrying about, wait a minute, how did they get to this point? Um, so nostalgia is the first point. The second one, that it's light, easy to consume, um, even if you're familiar with a story like, I don't know, I did, like Shawshank Redemption doesn't feel like the right movie to be watching on a sick day because there is so much to absorb. You know, so you, for me, I'm looking for something a little more surface level, or at least something that can be enjoyed surface level, even if there are deeper levels to it. If you're not in the mood to consume it in that deeper way, it still needs to be a good watch. Um, and the third thing, and this is really, like, lots of things fall into those first two categories, but what really makes it a sick day movie for me is that it makes being alone and miserable at home something fun. And that's more than just being a fun movie, right? Like, there, there are lots of different ways that a movie can be fun, but you're in this very specific mindset. Um, you're in your home in a way that you're not usually. Um, the, the, your house kind of feels different when you're sick because you're there at a time that you're not normally there. And with a different set of people, either you're there alone or just with one parent who had to take off work to take care of you, you know, when you're younger, um, that needs to be made fun. Um, that's why some of these, including Ferris Bueller's Day Off, actually tie into being sick. The narrative includes this element of being away from your day-to-day -day life because of illness that helps make that fun because they're going on an adventure or having things happen happen to them um, and you can kind of be a part of that. So back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now that I have defined what we're actually talking about here, um, that all of these little vignettes that they have as they bounce around to all the different um, things that they're doing downtown. It's like if you fall asleep and you wake up 
as he is explaining that he is Abe Froman, the sausage chain of Chicago, you're not really, you don't really care how they got there. You know that they're on this just kind of, like, tour of Chicago, being ridiculous, being kids, but acting like adults and trying to play themselves off as adults. Um, and it's, it's easy to consume in that way. Um, also, one of the uh, best character descriptions within a movie itself uh, comes from this film, and that's when Ferris describes Cameron saying... Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you'd have a diamond. So there you go. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is number one on my list of things to watch when you're sick. The next one shows up on a lot of these lists because of the framing device, which is a kid at home, sick, being taken care of by his grandfather, who decides to read him the book that his father read to him, and that he read to his child, and now he is reading to his grandkid. And that, of course, is The Princess Bride. Hi, honey. You feeling any better? A little bit. Guess what? What? Your grandfather's here. Mom, can't you tell me I'm sick? You're sick. That's why he's here. He'll pinch my cheek. I hate that. Maybe he won't. Hey, how is this sick? Huh? I think I'll leave you two pals alone. I brought you a special present. What is it? Open it up. A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. I'll try and stay awake. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's very nice. Though, um, uh, Fred Savage's character doesn't actively go on the adventure in the way that Ferris does in Ferris Bueller's Day Off you get to experience the adventure of story right along with him. Um, and, and you get that great setup where he's not really interested in the book. And, oh man, can't I play video games? Is this going to be a kissing book? Really? This is so boring. This is not what me as an 80s kid is into. Uh, by the way, love the Masters of the Universe on the back of his bed frame during this, all of those cutaways. Uh, definitely harken back to my childhood and, and my adulthood. <laughs> but I, I got to watch The Princess Bride again recently. Um, when I wasn't feeling well, this was one of the ones that I actually watched when I wasn't feeling well. And it's it, it fits all of those hallmarks that I pointed out. Um, familiar and nostalgic to me 
obviously it's on your shame list. If you have, first off, if you haven't seen it, it should be on your shame list. Add it right now. Um, but for me, it's familiar and nostalgic. It's easy to consume, and it's an adventure because of that framing device specifically. It becomes an adventure that you're going along on by being on your couch watching TV. Uh, the the third one that has a bit of this um, being away from school when you shouldn't be, or being being out of the classroom when you shouldn't be, um, is for me another great one to watch when you're sick. The Never Ending Story. I recently talked about this on um, an episode, just as kind of a hey, here's something that I watched again. Um, another great adventure. And it's so imaginative that that uh, it stimulates your creativity when your body is not up for play. Um, and it's so nostalgic for me. I've, I've sure I've watched the never ending story over 50, 60 times. Uh, could quote it from beginning to end, I'm sure. And uh, it just just a great one to watch when you're sick. So that gets us up to lunch, right? We've, we've skipped our math class, we've skipped morning reading, we've done, you know, Ferris Bueller, Princess Bride, never-ending story. Maybe your stomach's feeling well enough for a piece of toast with a little bit of butter on it, maybe some chicken noodle soup, some Campbell's double noodle. Uh, but we still have, you know, some more time before mom and dad and brothers and sisters get home from reality that they're stuck in. Um, so I'm going to The Wizard of Oz. What about Dorothy? Yes, how about Dorothy? Yeah, uh, Dorothy next. Yeah, Dorothy, uh... Oh, I don't think there's anything in that black bag for me. Well, you forced me into a cataclysmic decision. The only way to get Dorothy back to Kansas is for me to take her there myself. Oh, will you? Could you? Oh! Oh, but are you a clever enough wizard to manage it? Child, you cut me to the quick. I'm an old Kansas man myself, born and bred in the heart of the western wilderness. Premier Balloonist, par excellence, to the Miracle Wonderland Carnival Company, until one day, while performing spectacular feats of stratospheric skill, never before attempted by civilized man, an unfortunate phenomena occurred. The balloon failed to return to the fair. It did? Aren't you frightened? Frightened? You are talking to a man who has laughed in the face of death, sneered at doom, and chuckled at catastrophe. I was petrified. So you could argue that this has a similar framing device, and that... Uh, she's, she's, goes to bed, fall, you know, maybe knocks her head, maybe she's sick, They're, they don't really say for sure, um, in the, or, or I should say that they offer both options, uh, as possibilities, because she gets knocked on the head during the tornado, which is how the dream starts, but at the end, they're talking about how she had a fever, um, and, and that, Oz is just her fever dream. And that's something that you can appreciate when you're sick, especially if you're sick with a high fever or something, and you have those weird dreams. Um, and waking up in the middle 
of the, you know, you put on the Wizard of Oz, you fall asleep, you wake up in the middle of it, it fits. It just feels right, you know, because your, your dreams are kind of crazy and chaotic. Definitely nostalgic. If, if there's somebody out here for whom the Wizard of Oz is not nostalgic, I would love to hear why. Um, because everybody should have seen it. Everybody should have seen it multiple times. It's a great movie um, and has all of the, the extremely fantastical imagery that most nostalgia pieces have. There is no place like home. There's 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 no place like home. Um, so that's another great one, The Wizard of Oz. Um, here's a bit of a diversion. And it's one for adults. Uh, up till now, at least a high schooler could certainly appreciate all these. Middle schooler, Ferris Bueller's Day Off maybe is a little geared a little bit more towards adults. But um, up till now, all of these have been something that are relatively child-friendly, something that we can all enjoy in our childhood as well as our adulthood. This one takes a bit of a turn and is really just geared more towards adults. And that is high fidelity. My store is called Championship Vinyl. Turn it off! It won't go any louder! I can't fire them. I hired these guys for three days a week and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. High Fidelity, of course, gave me and my wife the need to put everything we enjoy into a top five list. Um, and it's, it's nostalgic for us in that it's so quotable. It, it is really just the, the lines of that movie have become part of our regular vernacular. Um, it's, it's light enough to consume. Maybe it's because I've seen it enough that, you know, I, I know what's going to happen. I know what has happened. It's not a really heavy plot, um, that, though you can dive down into it. You know, there's, there's a lot of relationship stuff, a lot to analyze, but you don't need to do that in order to enjoy the surface level of the film. What really made me put it on this list is that Rob's character is so mopey through the whole thing that it feels like he's sick. It feels like he has checked out of his day job, which is running a place. He owns it. But because of this relationship ennui that he is experiencing, he looks sick the whole time. He's shrugged over and his hair is all a mess. And like you look in the mirror and you're like, when you're sick, you're like, oh, it's, you know, I look like Rob from High Fidelity. I don't know, I'm stretching here a bit, but it it's also raining a lot in the film, which has that kind of same vibe to it. Um, when you're at home and you have a big chunk of time to do not much more than think, you t I, like, I tend to get reflective um, and I think a lot of us do um, so in that way 
high fidelity fits also. You know, this is a man who is reflecting back on his entire romantic life to figure out what he should do going forward. Though I haven't really had, you know, I, I got married when I was like two and a half, <laughs> an exaggeration. But I've been with my wife since high school. Um, like, I, I haven't had that kind of relationship turmoil. But if you take the relationship part out and you just think about it as Rob being very retros, uh, a reflective, thinking back retrospectively about how he got to where he is now, I think that that feels like something that you would do on a sick day. Um, the final one, the, the my last pick, is... Um, very personal movie. It's not one that a lot of people have seen, um, though when you find the few that have, they tend to be really passionate about it. Um, based on an old comic strip, I believe. Um, I'm not an expert. Uh, it did inspire a uh, extremely mediocre NES video game that I never owned, though I'm still looking for a reasonably priced copy. If you find one, send it my way. Uh, this is one of the few movies that I kept on VHS to set when I, and I regret the decision now, I didn't have a lot of space. You know, this was back just after, or I was probably in college. Um, I purged out my V, or no, I was out of college. I purged out my VHS cassettes to make room for DVDs. This was back when we were moving like every year because, you know, rents change and you gotta do the next thing and do your fourth year and do this, that, and the other thing. It was it was a lot to box up. It was a lot to store. Um, and, and DVDs were the next new thing. Um, I did save about 10 VHS cassettes. And this is one of them. And that is Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. From the director of Home Alone. Comes a magical tale for the entire family. When a little boy has big dreams, anything is possible. Your Majesty, may I present little Nemo? And every wish can come true. I hear my crown you, Prince Nemo. Let the celebration begin! Take off on a wondrous adventure with a young explorer. It will be Prince Nemo's solemn duty to protect Slumberland from the Nightmare King as I have done. Who must save the life of a noble king. Nemo, give me the royal scepter! He's been taken away to Nightmare Land. Outmatch the power of a mighty monster. Pajama, pajama! Ooh, pajamas do scare me so. <laughs> and win the heart of a beautiful princess. No one has ever accepted a royal invitation in his underwear. <laughs> Share the excitement. The laughter. Oh, I haven't had this much fun in years. Neither have I. The music of Little Nemo. With songs by Melissa Manchester and Academy Award winners Richard and Robert Sherman. This is great! Featuring the voice of Mickey Rooney as Flip. Did anyone ever tell you you're kind of cute when you're right? Now, let the child in your heart fly. 
quite the prince you've become, my little Nemo. Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland. Uh, I fully plan on doing an episode on Little Nemo because I'm, I believe I've talked with this about Michael and he has not seen it. Um, and he will probably feel similarly to it the way that he felt about the Phantom Tollbooth, which is like, yeah, it was all right. But he didn't connect with it in the same way that I did. Um, so Adventures in Slumberland, at least the film, I, again, I don't know the source material at all. But it's a, it's a very odd contrast because the imagery is so colorful in, in a very, like, light-hearted cartoon style. But it's really dark. If you, like, Nightmares... Nightmares inspire us in a way that not much else does, right? If I see a snake and I'm afraid of a snake, that's different than being afraid of a nightmare or, you know, how you feel waking up from a nightmare. There's something so base about the fear of a nightmare that you can't really convince yourself out of because you're not conscious to experience it. As soon as you wake up and you realize what happened, you're able to talk yourself down, but... But that's after you wake up. You know, you've already been exposed to the fear in that way. Um, and Little Nemo, it, it, it this, that's an exploration of that kind of fear. So you have this very, like, you know, you're in dreamland, anything's possible. He spends the entire film in his pajamas, and his bed almost acts like a flying carpet. You know, it becomes his mode of transportation. It's what he uses to try and escape the nightmares. Um, so from that angle, like, you know, you're in your jammies on the couch with, with the comforter pulled up tight, like, you are Little Nemo. Um, you're, you're passing out, you're waking back up, you're, you have the fever dreams that I was talking about before, or just, uh, uneasy dreams. And, and Little Nemo, Little Nemo, I also, something I love about the movie is that he makes all the mistakes that that put the uh, plot into action. And it's really a movie about him correcting his mistakes. I never should open that door. I've got to get the key back. Watch this for me. I'll be right back. Nemo, where are you going? Get out! Icarus! Explain, Icarus. something that is important to me. I just had a conversation with my daughter the other day. She she did something that's typical of a kid and then she got embarrassed when she got called out on it and you know as 
set her down and reminded her, because it's something I've told her a hundred times before, like, it's okay to make mistakes. Your dad has made a lot more mistakes than you have, right? What's important isn't to not make mistakes. What's important is that when you make mistakes, you recognize it, own up to it, and do your best to fix it. And that's what, that's what Little Nemo's about. So if any of those are on your shame list, I'd love to hear about it. I'd also love to hear um, what it is that you like to watch when you're sick. You know, let us know if it's something I haven't seen. I'd love to add it to my shame list. Uh, I think that's about it for this bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a cool concept. Uh, don't know if it did anything. We've said it before, probably on all of our solo episodes. It's a lot easier to record these episodes when you have somebody to talk with, you know, rather than just talking at my microphone. <laughs> uh, I think they're more dynamic when these things are a conversation. Um, but hopefully you still enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to you hearing the Rocky episode. I think it went really well. Um, we're also coming up on our one-year anniversary, uh, and I know Michael and I are both excited that we've kept it going this long. And uh, this this episode in particular, because uh, Michael had to scramble a bit, um, was kind of a, a thank you not only to Michael and to say, hey, let me take a little bit of the load um, to, to share that burden, but also a thank you to you guys for, uh, you know, uh, being understanding of, of what it is we do and how we do it. Um, we're really excited that you're continuing to listen and uh, talk back at us. Let us know what you think, what you're watching, what you haven't watched that you want to. And until then, uh, you know, we'll see you next time, guys. Later.